Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Dawson D Show, episode 132, as a matter of fact. Now, do me a favor before we get started and hit that subscribe and follow button right now so you don't miss any future episodes. Plus, you can go back and take a listen at all the incredible conversations we've had just like the one today. Also, if you weren't aware, you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to Dawson D while you're there because this whole episode with a bunch of others are on there so you can get even closer to the action watching this full podcast and video format. Now, today, we bring to you our second episode from the City of Churches, Adelaide, as we sit down with social media superstar and TikTok queen, Jenna with the pink. Jenna is one of, if not the biggest TikTok presence in Adelaide, currently boasting over 1.1 million followers. Her army of queens and kings absolutely adore her as she brings her unique spin and positivity to a bunch of complex subjects that we all deal with in our teenage years and adulthood. Jenna shared with us why she does what she does, how she rose to such social media fame and the story behind it. We dive deep into topics that Doss and I have yet to discuss on this show, including periods of all things. And let me tell you, we learn a hell of a lot. Jenna also took us behind the scenes of content creation, exclusive TikTok events and some secrets into our most famous and viral videos. We discussed social media hate and the battles Jenna sometimes has to face online and things got vulnerable when Jenna shared the impact of losing her dad at such a young age. We even discussed sex and losing our virginities. Guys, this episode has it all. Now, guys, let's get into this episode because there's so much we covered and we can't wait for you to hear it. So here she is, Jenna with the pink. Interview number two in the city of churches. But today we're in uh, the Airbnb. Now, Dawson D, we've done our travels, been overseas, we've been in the state. What is it? Is it now three states in three months? It is. Three states in three months pretty cool. in Australia, pretty which is cool. lovely. Our second interview here in Adelaide is with the lovely Jenna in the pink. How are you? With What's the up, pink. Guys? With the pink, yes. sorry. Come on, give her no right. Do your research. Jenna with the pink. Well, I just got to say, you know, first the worst, second the best. Oh, I like that. You, I like that. I'm not throwing shade at the celebrity bodyguard because, to be honest, I'll probably end up listening because that sounds really interesting. <laughs> if you love your wrestling, you'll love it. But we've yes. got probably, I would say, the biggest social media star in Adelaide. I, I know you're humble, oh, but would you say you. would you say that's accurate? I know um, you don't. I know you, you're humble, but I'm, <laughs> in terms of, I googled biggest influencers in Adelaide, and you were number one. Oh, so somebody you. else has put thank that there. You. Let's put it that, that way. Thank so. You. Well, the, our local um, newspaper, The Advertiser, mm. shout out Advertiser, thanks for featuring me, um, <laughs> did actually release a list of the top TikTokers in Adelaide. I was number three. Number three. But the top female, and I have been referred to as the queen of Adelaide, and I do call my fans my queens. So That's lovely. Yes. Well, and we got a kings <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, we got kings yesterday, which, hey. I, which we liked that. We'll go with that theme. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I like that. So I'm assuming your favourite colour is pink? Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I do love pink. Yeah. I felt like it was a colour I'd always loved, but I guess the the story of it was like I used to do a lot of modelling and I said to my agent one day like, oh, I just want to dye my hair pink just for fun, like not for like ever, like just for a little bit. And they were like so strictly like, no, like we will drop you if you dye your hair pink. Really? Like, you cannot do that. And <laughs> I'm a little bit of a rebel to be honest and I don't like being told what to do. So I was a bit like – Screw you. So I did it and then I quit the modelling agency. Like I just emailed them and was like, sorry, this isn't for me anymore. Um, and it's kind of been a long time coming but pretty much since then, that was like quite a few years ago, like six years ago, I've been pink and it's like a branding thing too. It's like – Absolutely. It's, for sure. It's, it's easy to identify. Like I, I always loved like watching YouTubers and stuff growing up and 
the ones with the like interesting names really like stood out to me like like PewDiePie and Zoella and things like that like it really stood out to me that they had interesting names like almost spins on their own names or something yeah. like that and I was like my real name is Jenna Hudson it just doesn't have that like <laughs> just doesn't have that star power yeah. but I was like I like my name I like the name Jenna I think it's like a cool name so I was like how can I make it better and my friend suggested I have like this pink number plate on my car. Oh. And every time I'd roll up to her house, she'd be like, hey, it's Jenna with the pink. Uh. So I was like, I'll use that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's perfect. Well, tell us how it all started because currently mm-hmm. you're at 1.1 million TikTok followers, mm-hmm. we, we check, which is just unbelievable. But it's not just that. It's the traction you get. It's the what, – what's the word? Engagement. Engagement. That's yeah. the word. Where did it all start? Did you have a plan or <laughs> has this just all just kind of happened rapidly? Because it seems like you've come up quite quickly. Yeah, I feel like it's been quick, but it's been like not overnight. Like Mm. it has taken hard work. So as I said, I had a history in modelling and I loved modelling. I loved being in front of the camera, but I definitely felt like it wasn't quite enough. I feel like my best part of me isn't the way I look. My best part of me is my personality Mm. and my ability to talk and like interact with people. So as much as I loved being in front of the camera modelling, I developed an eating disorder and it was all very, very toxic and obviously I ended up leaving my modelling agency but I started working for the radio station Mm. um, Nova in Adelaide Yep. and I lost my job when COVID happened and was a little bit like, what do I do now? (laughs) I dropped out of uni. I I just felt like I just kept failing at everything I tried to do. Like since I left school, I tried nursing and didn't didn't achieve that. I'd gone to TAFE and tried to study marketing and wasn't able to finish that. Then I was like, oh, I'm going to try a career in modelling and ended up giving up on that because of the sort of mental implications. And then <laughs> radio and I was like starting to do not too bad, like being given opportunities and getting in front of the camera, being like a, an ambassador and stuff. And then lost my job when COVID happened and I didn't know what to do at all. Mm. So... My boyfriend had just downloaded TikTok, which had just turned, it used to be Musical.ly. It just turned from Musical.ly to TikTok. My boyfriend was like, oh, download this app. It's really funny. He was a big fan of Gary Vee, if you guys know Gary Vee. Of course. Of course you know Gary Vee. If you don't know Gary Vee, what are you doing? What are you doing? That was the origins (laughs) of this show. It was all Gary Vee, wasn't it? Love that. I actually spoke to him one time. Really? (laughs) Well, this is where I'm like a little bit spiritual and I believe in like synchronicities and stuff like that. And pretty much when I made the decision to like get on TikTok, I fell in love with the platform and I started making TikTok videos every single day. And just by pure coincidence, I saw Gary Vee was live streaming on TikTok. Yeah. And I just like request to join. And they accepted. What? And I don't know why, but I, I... I like to think maybe it was like the catchy username, like Jenna the Pink. Yeah. Like, Who is this? Yeah. So I chatted to him for like three minutes and he was like, have you got any questions you have to ask me? Like, sorry, I'm trying That's to do American accent. That's terrible. <laughs> and yeah, I just like asked him like, oh, I'm feeling unsure about continuing with my marketing at TAFE. Like, should I continue? And he's like, look, you just have to like listen. I, I can't remember what he said, but it was inspiring in the yeah. moment. And then I was like, York. I was like, my boyfriend, York, York. Gary Vee's on live stream. He like comes out. He's like, what, what? I'm like, it's Gary Vee. It's Gary Vee. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, oh, my God, hi. And Gary Vee's like, hey, brother. And York was like, (laughs) oh, my God. And then we got cut off, which was a little bit of a shame. But I felt like me making that decision to like get on TikTok because of my boyfriend had been like watching Gary Vee. And then like actually having that meeting with Gary Vee. Continuing to make TikToks every single day, it was just like the planets are aligning for me. 
<laughs> so the audience slowly, I guess the targeted audience is is that teenage girl, that late teenage girl yeah, or early teenage girl yeah. too. Did that just happen organically or did you specifically go, no, this is what I needed when I was a teenage girl? Yeah. Like, is, sort is, of both, both, to be honest, yeah. 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 I'd started my organisation, the Self Love Club movement, with the sort of aim to get into schools and teach girls about self-love, teach girls about growing confidence through like my own journey and what I'd learned. So when I was making TikToks, I did sort of always have that in the back of my mind of like this is the kind of thing I actually want to do. But I guess when my videos started picking up traction and I was actually seeing who was commenting on all my videos, it was those girls. Yeah. And it really started to change for me, I guess, when I started making content about periods because it just went nuts. Like I would wake up to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages from young girls because I'd made a video of me talking to the camera going, here's what to do when you get your first period. Mm. And then they were just like desperate for that person to actually help them because they either weren't getting that information from school or their parents and then when they could see that someone friendly that was from Australia too was going on to this platform that they really liked talking about periods in a comfortable way my dms were just flooded yeah and with girls that were really scared as well like of course this one girl breaks my heart and she said that she woke up was bleeding from down there and thought she had cancer because no one had ever told her what a period was and even now it just makes me upset to think that this is still happening and we don't even realize that we we think that oh no like girls know what periods are their mums tell them but what if they don't have a mum what if they've only got a dad and then what if they go to school and none of their teachers tell them either Mm. we need to help these girls yeah so that's part of my mission and that's why i make so many videos about periods and I just I love these young girls and I want them to have the best shot that they can yep. have. We just assume, don't we? Well, it's important, yeah, because totally. yeah. as guys, like we, that's something we don't think about at all, obviously. And I've heard from a lot of girls, like they they've said the same thing. Like I've heard stories about their first period and they had they're on the toilet or whatever, and and they just have no they're crying because they've got no idea and they just don't know what's going on. It's and you just assume they would. Mm. So it's an interesting niche because, like you said, like, and then to have it on social media, like, where else is it ever talking about? Well, what I find amazing is <laughs> it's through an app that is or was predominantly created for kids or for young young adults, but they're getting their health and life and, you know, overall, you know, information to survive off an app and not from their mum and dad. Absolutely. Which is pretty amazing. Mm. Like, and I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. You- it's probably a mix of both. It'd be mm. great to have both, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. It's important. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of health tips and they're very generic. Just hearing you say that, it sort of just woke me up to the fact it's a really important mission. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. So, so what is a period? Yeah. <laughs> well, a period is a monthly ovulation yep. that a girl can have. Um, the first one can occur sort of any time between like – it can be as young as eight years old um, and we are actually seeing girls get – periods even younger these days as well so they're actually going through puberty younger um younger than eight it's sometimes as young as eight oh, okay. so yeah. um you know if you go back like 10 15 years ago the average age for a period might have been like 13 years old whereas these days it's like 11 years old so it's it's going down and look i'm not a nurse i don't actually know i did six months of my nursing degree <laughs> but it is a topic i'm really really interested in and i do want to like keep educating myself mm. about these things So So have you copped any kind of hate from either an older demographic like mothers or grandmothers or or men um, (laughs) that are older just saying like you shouldn't be talking about this, you're not qualified or whatever? Have you copped any of that? I've been quite lucky in not 
actually receiving too much of that. I think a lot of like the parents or um, especially parents of my fans, of my queens, mm. they love me. They love what I do. Yeah. Like, so I don't really cop too much hate and I try not to actually speak too much about it myself. Like, yeah, like sure. I don't want to actually overstep my actual knowledge. Yeah, cool. So a lot of the time my videos would just be like a fun, educational, like I did this series where I went to Ronda Moore and asked men period questions. Yeah, I saw and that. And people saw loved that. those videos. Yeah. yeah, they were really successful on my channel and I think people just love seeing me take the period taboo into the wild and just like see how people react to it and just break down those stigmas and educate all these young girls that maybe had no idea what a period even was. So, mm. yeah. I have to say, I'm sorry for getting your name wrong. I can't believe that happened. It's eating me alive right now. It's just going, man. Going. still on this? Yes. Brother, brother. I'm, in it, my head, I'm like, how, how did I say in instead of with the pink? I'm just thinking, so sorry to all, you your, are not, all your beautiful fans you out there. You are not the first queens. person. It's fine. All your queens. All, They're probably thinking, the who is this? Who is this? <laughs> God, yeah, that's that was still eating me alive. And that's I'm fine. trying to, to think of honest, questions. I'm while. still trying to figure out who's Doss and who's D anyway. So you're fine. Doss, D. Doss, D. <laughs> you're doing this full time. Yeah. Essentially. Ooh. So t- tell us a bit about a lot of people listening yeah. won't know that you, you can do this. What, what's the reality yeah, of definitely. that? I guess I went in with the aim after losing my job at the radio station. I went in with the aim of like, I need to make a living somehow. I need to pay mm. my rent and bills somehow. Quite quickly, I was having companies reach out and say, we'll pay you $50 for a video. Then it was like, we'll pay you $100 for a video. Now it's like, we'll pay you a few thousand. Video. Um, <laughs> How good's that? Yeah. Yes. That's so, I, yeah, it, and it, it honestly is a dream. It, it, like, I can't thank also my sponsors, the people that actually believe in my content enough for believing in me and, and my fans for liking me for, for whatever reason. I do think I'm a bit different. So, um, unique. Yeah, unique. Yes, as we all are. And I guess I'm not afraid to show my uniqueness. And that's what I want to empower my queens to do is actually our uniquenesses are our strengths. So, but yeah, it is a grind on the money side of things. Like some months I'll earn like really great money and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be able to invest this much money in this and this much money in this. And then some months I'll be like, like last month, honestly, I made nothing. Mm. I literally made nothing. And I think it's, it's January though. It's yeah, January. That's a horrible I think that is month the thing. And to be honest, created. this month has been so much better already. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I had a really big contract yesterday. Yeah. Very excited yeah. About. Congratulations. Thank you. Shout yeah. out to Moddy Body, actually. Moddy Body. Um, they're, they're one of my main sponsors. And yeah, I've just re signed my ambassador contract with them. So that's It's a feast very and exciting. famine kind of um, <laughs> career, isn't it? It know? is. It actually is. Yeah. yeah. But it's getting there. And probably most frustrating thing and no hate on tiktok themselves but it is frustrating i don't get paid for my videos yeah like Mm. i had a video um i had my biggest video actually last week ever um it's currently on 18 million views we saw that we were talking about that that's incredible and i i actually was scared to upload it because i didn't think it was good content Really? Yeah, because yeah. I've never done that hidden camera style content before. Yeah. Like that was my first ever hidden camera vid- video. Was and this the one asking for a tampon? Yes. Yeah, that was yes. – I was really shocked at how many people actually said no at the start. I think that was one of the reasons why it had done so well because most people were like, girl, if I had someone coming up to me in the street, like we're going to the supermarket, come with me, babe. Like yeah. we'll get you yeah. sorted. But yeah, I actually, and to be honest, there was scenes that I cut out to make the video shorter. Like I probably had about five people say no to me really? before I had someone come back. Yeah, isn't it amazing though? Like, because we're the same, right? We'll second guess a piece of content, but the ones without us, you know, with the bright light and the right camera, they, they seem to do the best. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we don't we, st- we don't understand it. Like we still don't. We've had some 
compared to 18 mil, not, not quite. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple of videos that have ticked over a mil for us, which we were That's wrapped amazing. with. No, but, that is awesome. Which but, was big for us. But there's some videos where we're like, okay, this is the one, this is the one, this is going to go big and then nothing. It's going to explode oh, our podcast. And there's one where I'm like, oh, do we really want to upload this? Oh, let's just flick it out there and then you'll check and it's going and, and the algorithm's picking yeah. up and there's comments. And how and good is like, that feeling? Yeah, oh, it's, oh it's a great it's feeling. It's a little bit dopamine <laughs> overload though. Oh, it's though. huge. It's, it's probably on borderline addiction. Oh. I'll never forget our – I don't know about you, but I'll never forget our biggest video. And and you know it goes big when – firstly, it goes big locally and you can see all the accounts. They're all yes. Australia and then they're sort and of spreading. And it makes its way it. around the world. And when it does that, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. And then this – the first time we had a semi-decent video, then I noticed, okay, all these accounts have got all got soccer players or soccer shirts. Like you're seeing the – and I'm like, okay. And I'm clicking and they're like, okay, UK. I'm like, all right, this is good. Then you see America. And then that night – I just couldn't sleep because I was just flicking, flicking, flicking because you're watching it go up, you're watching followers go up. And, 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 yeah. Do you, do you compare yourself to other creators? Like do you sometimes get stuck in that that hole at all? I don't want to but yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's it's hard. Like we're human at the end of the day. Mm. Like we're all sort of on the, on the path of enlightenment but <laughs> a lot of us are still very far away and I think like, mm. yeah, I do find myself comparing myself to others. I'm a very competitive person. I, I don't think I could do this job without being a competitive Creators person. Creators are though. Yeah. I've noticed that, yeah. But I think the most important thing to remember is that there's room for absolutely everyone. Yes. It's the internet. Yes. There is room for everyone. Yes. The most important thing is finding out what makes you unique because then it's hard to compare yourself to others. Yeah, I can compare my views like, oh, that creator's got more views than me this week. But they're making a completely different style of content. So realistically, like I can then have that sort of self-talk yeah. to myself and go, you know, yeah, they might be getting more views. But do you know what? Just f- keep focusing on the style of content that you love and the views will come for you. So, yeah. Can you talk us through, because one of my favourite videos that you've done is the you get into an Uber and there's like a card with a TikTok <laughs> yeah. and you end up on a plane. Is and that you one end, of your favourites? I love that. Yeah, because oh, it, it's, it's storytelling. Thank it's you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up, like a docu- documenting yeah, the journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you end up in a hotel and then you end up at this big TikTok. I've got a TikTok. bit of a sad story about that actually. Do you want to share? I feel like I'm bashing on TikTok. So I'm sorry if anyone's watching <laughs> this, but that was a competition and they never announced the winner and I worked so damn hard. So what was the competition? So, okay, it was for an event called the TikTok Creator Camp. Yep. We got sent a whole bunch of info before and and it was you're going to meet with a whole bunch of creators. You don't know what you're doing, but it's just going to be a really fun day of just creating content. You don't know where it's going to be held. No, no, no. We did. And I knew it was yeah. going to be in Sydney. I knew where I was staying. I, yeah. I knew all the details. But I had to pay for everything myself. So it wasn't a sponsored trip. I had to pay for everything myself. Oh, but the magic's just... I know, shattering glass. <laughs> well I know. done. Thank you. Great acting. So um, I, w- I got an email through that said there's also a competition to win $1,000, which would pretty much pay for my trip. Okay, so I'm like, I yeah. want to win. If you can make the best video from the Creator Camp using hashtag Creator Camp. So I was like, all right, how can I put my own Jenna the Pink spin on this and figure out like through storytelling, like you guys are saying, to like make this seem nuts. So I had this whole idea that I was going to go to the airport. I'm obviously like made these envelopes. I was like in the car with my boyfriend and I was like, what if I can't find a staff member that will give me the envelope? Mm. What if they all refuse? But then the Jetstar staff were like so nice and they gave me the envelope and it just all worked out perfectly. And I got the Uber driver the next day to hand me the thing. I'm quite good at like. I must admit the Jetstar staff were great actors too. They were fantastic. The whispering. That was one take too. Shout out Jetstar. You guys rock. Actually, we'll share them out. We had a great fight with them yesterday. (laughs) Great experience. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, Yeah, we love Jetstar. Sponsor for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do they do overseas trips? 
Qantas do. Yeah. Let's chat to them. Yeah, let's, let's chat to them. Us three. We'll, we'll take that 100%. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get finessed there. this whole like um, three three part video series where like I, I like head to Sydney on the secret mission, then I get this list of like secret missions to complete, and I complete them over two days. And um, yeah, I, I feel the same way as you. I was really proud of that video series. It was really like something new for me yeah. as well, like pushing out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I want to keep doing videos like that. But yeah, a little bit dev that they never announced the winner. So, <laughs> what was that? So the camp itself, so take us behind the scenes to that event. Like who are the types of creators you're meeting? Like what Oh, I was small fish. I was small fish there. Uh, In Adelaide, I sort of walk around like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone knows who you are here. Oh, dude, I can't leave the house these days. (laughs) 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 It's Adelaide though, it's Adelaide. It makes you feel like... It's a beautiful city. It's beautiful. Beautiful people, beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah, so I went to the creator camp and there was so many creators like pretty much everyone there had like at least like half a million followers wow. but yeah creators with like 10 million followers well how's the egos in that room oh, great take question. us behind the I scenes. was nervous I was really yeah. nervous because I didn't know how it was going to be but I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm very like welcoming and very yeah. friendly that I get that response back but I didn't have any issues at all well, that's good actually that's really good like none like um I actually made heaps of friends Great, and, and, that's perfect. And when I was like, do you guys want to be in a video? Yep, we'll be in a video with you. And I sort of noted in my head that I think this is the difference these days between like TikTok influencers and Instagram influencers. Yeah. Because I've been to Instagram influencers events and it's different. It's a bit more posed. It's a bit mm. more. That's why I, I don't want to reveal too much of myself. I feel like TikTok is a little bit more raw. It's a bit like. I think yeah. even um, YouTube as well. Like yeah. we like we. Like we love watching certain YouTubers. It's it's we don't watch TV. It's, Who are your faves? Who are your faves? Oh, this is well, a lot of people, people are gonna like hate this. it, but we love Logan Paul. He's like, the yeah, one. yeah. He's, he's oh, the he's one. been yeah getting mm. sh- so, recently. But that, I think like they have these big events um, sometimes. And what was the one you watched? And it was almost like you could only talk to certain YouTubers. Like you you would approach a YouTuber at an event, one of these big events, Ooh. and they would kind of almost go, "How many followers do you so have?" So their value Ooh. was based on followers. So I can't remember. Who, I think it was maybe on. Logan's podcast and they were talking to another YouTube and the whole point was that the first opening question at these events were how many subs? And then if they mm. had more subs than you, okay, you're of value to me. If they had lower subs, you're no value. Like, okay, I don't want to talk to you. And they were saying that's how, I think, sorry. Is this that, a, like that's some how, sort of conference or something? Yeah, sorry. Now I remember it's, it was in the UK. It wasn't Logan. It was someone else. But they were saying it's changing. But back in the day, that's how it it was. Uh-huh. It was very much Used okay. To be very toxic. Yeah. Can you can you enhance my career? If not, I'm not interested. I'm mm-hmm. here to mingle with the big names, and that's mm-hmm. it. So that's why I asked because I was in- interested to hear if that's was your well, experience. As with I'm TikTok. saying, like, I don't know if I get a fully transparent view because I'm very high energy, and yeah. I, I probably can. I don't know. I uh, like. I was there to film videos. Like I was very like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, Maybe yeah. someone that might have been a little bit more timid might have received a sure. little bit of a different response. I don't know. But for me, no, everyone was lovely. That's Like awesome. really lovely. I'm just bummed they didn't announce the winner. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about what about YouTube? Are you, do you have a YouTube presence as well? Or, yeah. or, or is it solely all your content? You work really hard and all your time goes into your short um, form content on TikTok. Yeah, I, obviously that drains a lot of my time. But yeah, I have got a YouTube channel. Jenna with the Pink on YouTube, give it a, give it a sub. It'll be in the show notes um, as always. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of thank course. you. I, d- I don't even have a thousand subs yet. Like it's been a really <laughs> slow grind. I only probably started it last year when I um, started my tour 
um, when I hit a million followers. So I, I think there's only like 12 videos on there or something okay. and I was they're, they're all vlog style videos. Because sure. I asked that because yes. when you say TikTok doesn't pay per video, yes. well, YouTube does, YouTube doesn't does, it? YouTube does, yeah. Mm. I was looking up the other day because I've been posting on shorts as well just like because I've already got the content there. I think it said you need like 40 million views on shorts to monetize shorts. I Across all only, your I short videos. I thought it was yeah. only a million. Maybe oh. it's changed. I saw, a mi- I saw a thousand subs in a mil or a thousand subs in 4,000 hours. Don't know. I don't know. I know it's 4,000 hours, but maybe 40 million is a bit excessive. Maybe I I'm thought it was only a million. 40 million. I mean, we, I, I, I doubt we'll get to that. Um. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. 10 million, 10 million. Oh, still. I tripled it. Yeah. Oh, 10 million, that's 10 fine. Million. Okay. Or 4,000 subs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. But it's 10, 10 million public shot views in 90 days. Wow. Yeah, so you've got to be... You've yeah. got to be pushing out content And my shorts have lot. been doing okay, but nothing performs as well as on TikTok. Well, that's the same with us. So We've, our shorts on YouTube have started to get a little bit bigger, but we're only... Not much. Not, not well, much. Compared like to, a few thousand. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, it might exactly. have about the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not huge. But anyway, we're going to keep pushing that chain. We're yeah, going hard on YouTube keep, this keep year. Going. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can collab with Jenna later, during Actually, the year with a bit of YouTube stuff. I'd love that. We'll come yeah, back. Really well, if you're in Melbourne, a bit of a challenge or something that's fun. That could be cool. That's what we want to really do a lot this year. We've done a bit of street talk stuff, not not at your level, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we've done a bit in Melbourne. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the modelling side of things because you still do things in that industry. I'm interested to hear what, like you mentioned, your perspective has changed based on your personal experiences. Can you talk to us how it all started, maybe what your ambition was initially and now the modelling you do with young girls? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, I, I guess as a young person I felt a little bit lost like I didn't have much direction in what I wanted to do my dad had like passed away when I was 15 and I just spent a lot of my time just feeling low Mm. so when I was 16 I was at a shopping center and a lady approached me and said hey I think you've got a great look Mm. um I've just started a modeling agency can I sign you to be a model and I was a bit like oh gosh like you hear all the horror stories like models don't eat and that kind of thing and I was a bit like oh like I don't really know if that is me but this lady was quite a good salesperson and <laughs> sold me into it. So I modelled for her for um, about two years and don't get me wrong, I had some incredible experiences but there was always that feeling of I don't feel like this is quite me. Like I love being on camera, I love feeling beautiful and stuff but I feel like I'm not really maximising my full potential here. My modelling agency had like pushed me to compete in Miss Universe and I'd become a Miss Universe Australia finalist, which I was very proud wow. of. And I was completely starving myself because I was completely terrified that I had to be on stage in a bikini. Like that just petrified me. And mm. I stopped eating for like two months prior to the finals. I would have like a green smoothie each day. I'd like count the the spinach leaves into the smoothie and like count the grapes because I was just like so obsessed with wow. I can't have more than this amount per day and I got really skinny like at the moment I'm about 70 kilos and I got down to like 57 kilos like and I'm tall too it was not a healthy weight and you know what like the thing I'm best at is speaking and part of the Miss Universe finals was I had to speak and I couldn't because I just starved my brain. I just – I was not in a good place. Mm. And we had to like – we had, were interviewed about ourselves and I just stumbled through it. I was just like not representing myself in a good way. And, yeah, I looked like pretty good in the bikini but not – I didn't win. So mm. yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was really a bad path for me to go down. And I still, you know, struggle a little bit with 
minding myself and what I eat and making sure I'm eating enough. But it's um, definitely a much healthier mindset since I've distanced myself from the whole modeling industry and that kind of thing. I did actually go on to, after I did Miss Universe, I won a competition called Australian Supermodel of the Year. And I went to Bali and I modeled internationally in Bali and it was incredible. But then when I was doing that, they labeled me as a plus size model. So I was then signed to a different agency in Adelaide called Finesse as a plus size model. And as I'm saying, I was smaller than I am now. Mm. And um, that just messes with my head. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry to hear about your dad as well. No, that's That's all right. Yeah. 15, that's very young. Is there a part of your messaging up? Well, a big part of it obviously is trying to empower young women that it's okay to, to have the body that you have. Yeah, definitely. I would love to hear a bit of both to, towards the men and the women on what you think, I guess, society and social media in particular, like even last night Dee said to me, because I think you've got a bit of a scrolling problem like in a, and a bit of like a I've watched too Many much. Many of us do. And I compare too much <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's in like a lot of facets of my life, mm-hmm. which is terrible. But because the reason we started this podcast was because of our own struggles with body image. From your perspective, how has it been, I guess, sharing certain contents, sharing certain education and the response, you know, is it, is it just been overwhelming in terms of how many women and how many, I don't know if you get young men as well, actually do struggle with how their body looks? Yeah, it's, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's more young men than ever these days are struggling with body image and there's a there's a big thing that's changed in our society and it's the internet, you know, and it is that comparing ourselves constantly to what we're seeing online. I think self-love is is a a thing that we always have to work on and that's what I'm trying to educate my young kings and queens about is that we can start the journey now. Like you might not love yourself now. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm sorry. It didn't happen for me overnight. I still don't love myself. Mm. I'm still getting there. I'm working on it. Don't get me wrong. But there's some days I wake up and I don't want to get out of bed. But most days, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better. But it takes work and it takes putting yourself in a position where you can love yourself. That might mean making sure you surround yourself with friends that feed you with positivity or a relationship that feeds you with positivity. Or, you know, sometimes our parents aren't always the best role models in that terms of things. And it might mean that you have to distance yourself from your parents you have to make the decisions for you and what's best for you. And, yeah, putting myself out there, sharing my experience, I just think it's what I have to do. Like I don't even see it as a choice. I just think like I feel the weight of all these like yeah. kings and queens that are like that are so young and they look up to me and I have to be a positive role model because yeah. there's not enough of them on the internet. There's, there's seriously not enough. And especially these days, young girls are exposed to a, and young boys are exposed to a lot of explicit content as well. So I think it's really important for me to be a role model that's not actually exposing myself explicitly as well. Not because I hate on that thing, no. but because I think we need a balance. Yeah. Following on from Doss's question, because there's a lot of confusion and we find that too, based on, it, it, pick any topic in the world on TikTok or Instagram, for whatever view you hear, you'll get the opposing view and you'll get a pretty <laughs> compelling case for both. Mm-hmm. So in one corner, you've got body positivity, which is really important. And then mm-hmm. you've got promoting a healthy lifestyle and balance. And then mm-hmm. you've got people that are very persuasive on either side of the thing, like quite, you know, one side or the other. And they're push- And then people just get confused. Like yeah. which direction should I go? Where should I? So my question is more around when people are seeing content that is contradicting to each other mm. how do you filter through the confusion to actually mm. find what's important to you and not get stuck in this endless loop of 
you know, I'm going to try this for one week, then the next week, no, nah, that's not the answer. I've got to go this for the next week. Does that kind mm-hmm. of make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a bit content overload at mm. the moment, isn't it, with the internet? Like, um, we've never had more information and that's fantastic, but it's like, well, which information do I listen to? Yeah. And that is where just self-work and, and listening to yourself, finding your voice. And yeah, it might mean that you need to try out a whole bunch of things. Mm. I think you were mentioning a little bit there about how maybe some people are, are driving like body positivity and then maybe some people are saying like there's a lot of fat phobia on the internet yeah. and and people Very coming polarizing. Yeah, yeah and people coming for influences that show their their bodies in their natural forms that maybe go well you don't look after your body mm. it's like well the most important thing is like our bodies are going to be how they're going to be just make sure you are looking after yourself mm. like if you're eating mcdonald's every single night and you're smoking on a vape or you're not exercising and your body is not looking good and you're not feeling good yeah maybe that's not the most thing to be positive about yeah but if you are eating a balanced diet you you know you're still having your chalky donuts and stuff Mm. but you're having fruit and veggies too going on regular walks you're making sure that you're you may be not drinking lots of alcohol and things like that and your body's still how it is then you be positive about it because you're actually doing positive things for your body. It's not actually even about how your body looks, guys. Mm. Like it's nothing to do with how your body looks. It's how you're treating it that Mm. you should be feeling positive or negative about. Good answer. Mm. I totally agree with that because I think that is where sometimes confusion is with me as well. Seeing online is like you, you see certain people who it seems like they are promoting whether it's obesity but hearing you explain it that way i'm like that is exactly what it is it's like it's as long not about looks as long, guys. As long we as make it about looks because we're obsessed with that but if <laughs> but but we don't see what they're doing behind, no, like exactly. in life as well exactly though. So you like, see the photo we only see the photo so like some people are, are skinny as yeah and all they eat is mcdonald's it, well, yeah. exactly you know? yeah. we had you know uh, yeah the, the, we know for a fact that someone came on our show and told us about another big influencer that is around fitness but they say he just smashes junk food of a night and you go, there you go. What? Like, <laughs> uh, obviously, we won't mention any names, but <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get into. You mentioned losing your dad. Yeah. And I've lost my dad too. Oh, I'm sorry. So I want to hear is a part of you going through that and now creating a life, this reality of it, it's, it's almost like personal freedom. It's a life on your terms. It's, mm. um, it's doing what I want to do. And I'm creating something that is much bigger than just my physical, you know, mm. body here. Is a part of what you're doing in the path to path to get to where you're, well, the path that has got to where you are now because of that challenge when you were younger and you mm. wanted to, I've lost someone now. I want to make sure that my life is worth mm. something more than just my life. Absolutely, my my dad. It was tra- it was tragic. Um, how old were you when you lost? Twenty one. Damn, I'm but, really sorry. So it's tough. Yeah, no, thank you. But I got I got to I became an adult. Uh, you know, yeah, you were absolutely. still a kid. Yeah, know? I was fifteen and um. Yeah, it was quite tragic. Um, we found him, myself and my brother, um, and I tried to resuscitate him and was obviously unsuccessful. I feel like I feel like my life has been so hectic, honestly. Like I moved to Australia when I was 10. I nearly died when I was nine. Uh, my parents split up when I was 12. My dad died when I was 15. I just feel like it's been nonstop just hecticness that like you're saying now – in my life, I can't do something normal. I can't. Like I, mm. I just can't do do an, a normal thing every day. I have to do something that's a, a little bit special at least because the things I've seen, the things I've experienced, like especially with my dad, he, his life was so tragic. I have to do everything I do in my life because he can't. 
you know, and yeah, it's it's tough to talk about still. I think I'm still like really processing through how that has impacted me and and how it still makes me feel and I miss him, but he was a he was a very complicated person too. Yeah, we, we can move past that, but thank you for sharing that. No, it's, of course, it's, it's yeah. powerful, really yeah, powerful. I think I just don't know how to summarise it. Like I don't really feel sad about it anymore. It's more just like, yeah, it has shaped me into the person I am today. I think mm. any young person that's having traumas that are that, are that harsh, like it's going to affect you. I guess I'd just say to any young person that's maybe going through something like that at the moment is that you're going to be okay. You're mm. seriously going to be okay and it will make you stronger. I don't know if I'm Christian or not. I'm sort of on the fence, but I do like the saying of God gives his hardest battles to his strongest warriors. Mm. And I think there's something really powerful to say in that, in that you're not going through anything you can't handle right now and you will get through it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's very powerful. And it, it means, I think, for the message that you're spreading and probably, like you said, the overwhelming amount of messages you, you get and receive and mm. people going through all sorts of things, maybe not even specifically to the topic you're talking about on a particular video, means you're a great role model for this kind of thing because you've got Dang. that. Well, well, that's the thing, though, no, but that you're saying like, and I think what I've already got out of this, like we've been chatting about 40 minutes now, and Dang. it's like there's a lot of realness behind it too because, and that's the thing, I think the issue that I have sometimes, and we were talking about this because we started, as Doss mentioned, very personal development kind of show. We've kind of moved past that a little bit, but we know a lot of people in that industry and my battle with it is that the messages are always great, but the intent isn't sometimes there's an intent that it's all right i'm here to make money and i'm going to say what we all accept and agree with it's very you know it's not controversial but there's no reality behind it it's surface level it's surface Mm. level and there's no deep meaning or it's just i know this is how i'm going to say and it's a means to make money where i've enjoyed listening to you actually share Mm. like you're not just a creator you're (laughs) like there's meaning behind your messaging yeah and i really do want to be the best role model i can be like look i think Maybe not all of us, but I think a lot of us would feel pretty cool if we could be a bit famous. Like I'm yeah, not, I'm going to admit that that is something I really do enjoy. I do enjoy going around the city and chatting to people that know me and love my videos. Like that, that's something I really enjoy. But what feeds my soul, man, what feeds my soul is interacting with these young people that say, Jenna, like you, you actually helped me with this. Like, like I have now learnt or become a little bit better, even if it's just a tiny bit because of something you've done and to think I'm actually even impacting millions of people through my videos, like, thank you, internet. Like, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think, and that's probably what needs to get normalized a little bit too, is the fact that, I mean, every single one of us who is creating content is doing it obviously for like a deeper reason for sure. And that's to, to help someone or to, to change someone's life or impact a person on a certain level or topic. But there's also a part of you that you, you've admitted it there, which is, one of your videos, you go on the street and you say, do you follow me on TikTok or Instagram? Do you follow me on TikTok or Instagram? Yes or no? No, no, no. One person says yes. Like one in five people will follow you. Like, I know that might yeah, not be the number, but that is pretty yeah, crazy yeah. like in Adelaide. And I guess have you ever copped any – I would love you to share any kind of yeah. hate that you've copped recently, but more so like when you were starting off and you're sharing real vulnerable stuff, did people close to you – ever go, what are you doing? Oh, or what are you sharing? Or why you sh- this is too yeah. much. You're oversharing, yeah. Jenna. Like, tell us about that. Well, because I came from because I came from the UK, I don't really have any family members here. And my dad passed away. So it's just really like me, my mum and my brother. 
But yeah, my mum really struggled with it in the beginning. She just didn't understand it. She's coming around now and I'm really grateful for that. She didn't see how this could ever be a career, ever. Mm. And I had to really be like, no, mum, like you don't, you're not understanding. This is new age. Like we're in a new age. This is a legitimate career. Being a content creator, I'm, it's a modern day marketing job that I actually get to be my own boss and that's really empowering. But yeah, we had a lot of really tough conversations about her I think because as well my dad died and she feels that real responsibility to make sure I'm safe of course yeah we had some really tough Jeez. which I understand like I was thinking about it the other day like we've as we were saying to you we've moved away from our part-time jobs like I was doing manual labor you were to a certain degree well you're outside and like it's thing and then you think okay now we're going into this space where we're creating content we're doing this thing and And I was feeding your creative soul yeah Yeah. but there's a bit of (laughs) there was almost a bit of there was a bit of like guilt because I'm like I'm thinking in some ways I'm like I understand why people have an issue with it because they're literally outside toughing it out like they're digging holes or they're and Mm. so I understand why the older generation kind of feels that way a little bit too but I was going to ask you because you've got a really good niche and now with your audience being those younger people you've probably got them for life. Like whatever your journey goes on, they're going to follow you yeah. as they become adults. And wow. into, like, that's, that's a cool thing. Do you ever think about five years, 10 years? Do you think that far down the track and going, okay, maybe the style of content you might target or because they might just follow you on your life's journey, yeah. even if you go into, I don't know, into having a family or whatever you may yeah. do in life. Do you think about that or have a plan? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It really excites me to think that like I'd love to have kids one day, not yet, but yeah. I'd love <laughs> how, to have how old kids, are you? 25, yeah. probably around 30. I'd yeah. like to have kids. Give me yeah. another five years to uh, yeah. make my empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Mid twenties. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's the female's time to shine. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'd love to, yeah, definitely share down the line of like my journey with having kids because I feel like I've started off like with periods. So it's like, let's keep that going. And then yeah. maybe one day I can share about going through menopause when I'm like in my sixties. <laughs> and there's so many things that you could make content about. Yeah. And I am also excited to in the future mature my content because I am mindful at the moment. My demographic is teenage girls and I can't talk about certain things. Not can't, but but maybe a mindful to talk about certain things sure. because of their age and yeah there's there's definitely a lot of topics I'm looking forward to tackling in the next few years yeah. as my content grows and develops yeah mm. one of those topics and we haven't touched on it so yeah. I'll just quickly bring it up and it's a lot of your your audience are going to be listening to this too and this is a different platform for I them I hope so hi this, queens this, this, is a di- <laughs> this is a different platform for them to hear your message I'd love to hear I guess your opinion on sex and I don't actually have a question in mind, but yeah. I'm trying to think. And trying you want to, to talk about sex? Yeah. No, because you <laughs> no, know no, what? I'm this being is something genuine. I don't it's talk it's about too much, oh, well, but I really want it. to. Yeah, like I talk do. About it. So for a young girl or guy, right? And mm. what's if you were to pinpoint your specific age demographic, yeah. a, a large portion of your audience, what would you say? Oh, definitely it's like oh God. hard to pinpoint. It's it's hard to pinpoint. I just say like under eighteen girls. Yeah, yeah. I think I sort of like it's it's growing, but yeah, sometimes I've got like. No, I, I guess I would say like it's like 12 to 14-year-old girls. Yeah. I would say it's like the the core of it. Sure, like yeah. the ones that are like, Jenna with the big fans. Yeah. Like some you get a little bit older and they get a, bit, a little bit more cool. So a question <laughs> on that might even be – I'll ask this question. What is well, – there's no right or wrong answer, but yeah. what's an appropriate age do you think for these young people to start having sex? Yeah. You have to listen to your own body. Yeah. Um, you have to uh, – I had sex when I was 15. 
and it was with a boyfriend and I felt like it was the right time. I was with okay. someone that I knew liked me for more than just that. Mm. I think it's really important because boys have some different feelings at that age and they can sometimes be controlled by their feelings. It's not actually always their fault either. Their hormones are rushing down there and they need to do something about it now that sometimes they'll have some extra feelings that they might put the pressure on you to mm. do those things that you don't want to do yet. Be clear with your boundaries, set your line, only do it when you feel comfortable. But also don't always put the total blame on the boys for being a little bit more pressuring because they're having hormones that they don't quite understand either. I remember having yeah. those urges and that's not... I feel that, sorry for that's them. That's not I'm a funny way. I would have loved to lose my virginity at 15, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't my choice. I would have if I could. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I, a way to be. I was 18, so a little bit older, but yeah. I remember when I was 15 and had those... Yeah. I mean, there was obviously no sex, but... Something else happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it should be normalised to talk yeah. about. Like yeah. me and my boyfriend talk about these kind of things and mm. he, he came from a very different upbringing to me and his body count is much higher than mine and that's something that I struggled with a bit in the beginning. Yeah. But we're really open and honest with each other about these types of conversations because it shouldn't be awkward and if it is awkward then – make it not awkward yeah. can you talk you to know? us a bit more expand a little bit more on that because that body count yeah. thing is really interesting because we, yeah. we've had some great conversations yeah. on this show about that some people don't do not care yeah. and some people it does affect them and they yeah. some people feel like they need to have more or need to have less or there has to be below a certain number yeah mm. how did you deal with that because you said you struggled initially with I that. did yeah because I felt I felt like there was a part of my boyfriend I maybe didn't know because I was like, well, you've slept with like so many more people than I have. Like, why? But then, you know, when you have those honest and open conversations and the pressure for men on the, the social pressures of that kind of thing are really different to girls as well and is cooler and there's less stigmas. And I think these days, like, the most important thing is, like, us talking about it and, like, one person's relationship with sex is going to be very different to another person's relationship yeah. with sex. And that is completely okay. That's mm. completely okay. But especially if you're in a relationship, you need to find middle ground. You need to talk about these things. And for me and my boyfriend, it was very much a – he felt a lot of social pressures when he was younger from the friendship groups he was in. He didn't have relationship with his parents that was able to guide him through these things – but he feels like he got that out of his system. You know, we've been together for freaking years. Mm. And for me, it was like I always had a lot of self-value. As a woman, I didn't want someone to have sex with me that I didn't at least like. Yeah, of course. You know, like I wasn't going to have – I've never had a one-night stand or anything and I wouldn't because I actually value my body a bit more than that. But no hate to people that do. Like, no, of course. You've got to value your own body as much as you do. Yeah. yeah. So that That is one thing as a young bloke, I think, when you are, say, between the ages of, say, 15 to, you know, in your mid-20s, especially you're part of a footy club. Like, yeah. And it's a real blokey bloke society. And there is there is a lot of talk at the moment around mental health, right, which is great. Mm. And that message is being spread and these, you know, in these environments where it's just very manly and we don't speak. and But nothing's happening in terms of the conversation around sex, mm. which is it's very much around, oh, how many did you get, get with yes, last week or, yes. you know, how many have you put away this month? And we sort or of hope that the culture How changing, hot was she? Like, yeah. you know, it's – and but so there's a lot of talk around improving mental health but mm. there's not a lot of talk around mm. changing our language around – well, not necessarily our language, our mindset around women and, mm. you know, who are they? That, like by the sounds of that, they're almost just like – A commodity. Yeah, the commodity. Yeah. They're objects to these young guys, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I str- I've spoken about it openly. Like, I struggled with it for a while. So, I went through a period of my life where there was a lot in a short period of time. And for me, like, it was validation. That was mm-hmm. my issue. So, going through self-diagnosing myself, I probably should speak to a professional about this, but <laughs> it was going through a, a part of my life prior, like we talked about body image, so being very overweight, really getting no attention from women to mm. suddenly rapid in a very short period of time totally changing how i looked how i acted my confidence how it was and then getting and it was just a it was just constant validation that helped like feed it and and i've spoken about it too like i think the other perspective from mine is that i think that was an important thing to value relationships later so it's a bit of a contradiction because you don't ever want to hurt somebody that you might have a one night stand with or a fling with or whatever but interact with more women understand more women talk to more women get to know more women then my relationships have ne- are now meaningful you know yeah. long long term so it's a part of my life that I don't regret even though on the surface level it and sounds pretty shit you, you, know, you know what I mean yeah you've done I think absolutely mm. yeah I think that's that's really powerful that you've been able to take those lessons out of that how do you go with because you talk about periods and I, mm-hmm. and we can cut this question if we need to but yeah, sure. I'd be interested to hear how you go with like the transgender community because yeah. I don't know, even us just talking about, we've been talking just men, women, men, women, mm. hormones, young blokes, mm, young girls, we point. haven't spoken. How do you deal with that community? Do they interact mm. a lot with you? Do you have a lot to do with them? Do they, How do they feel about yeah. you, do you think? <laughs> well, the hate I was copying recently on the video that got 18 million and still rising, one of the reasons I was copying a lot of hate on that video was because the first person I asked in the video was a transgender person and I didn't realise when I actually okay. had approached them, you know, she has long hair, she was wearing a dress, like I thought she was a cis woman so I approached her yeah. and, and asked her for a tampon but then lots of people in the comments were being quite transphobic going, OMG, like you asked a man, things like that. I think for me, like I don't have a whole lot to do with that community I would say I'm an ally like I'm an ally for anyone that just wants to express themselves in in whatever way they want to in terms of like the actual biology of it I'm not necessarily gonna say like specifically like oh girls do or don't like bleed or these types of women do bleed these types of women don't bleed I don't feel like it's my place to be saying right now um yeah I just try and just keep it relevant to my audience and my audience are my queens a lot of them are girls so I generally just say girls because that's what a lot of them are maybe there's some boys in there that have maybe transitioned that might bleed as well but I just try and keep it to to generally girls because that's the majority of my audience but if anyone has got an issue with anything I do like they had recently I'm always open to chatting about things like my number one priority is that people are feeling comfortable within themselves and the most confident versions of themselves and yeah it is a tricky one though it is tricky tricky it's so tricky because you just don't want to upset people I think that's the thing the intent's never to do someone's truth is still their truth whether it's my truth or not Mm. so i yeah it is tricky it's hard because we don't want to tiptoe around those things because yeah it's anyway i won't say well again it's it's a thing it's a topic that is that so many of us are uneducated on so when we when we are uneducated on a topic our opinion it's very scattered because we don't know enough about that topic and from my end like i don't know enough about that's that that's exactly thing. Thing too. Yeah. so i don't want to necessarily and it's also it's they haven't made it easy it's quite complicated to grasp yeah. like specific like genders and things like that because i i like to me like 
if you're a, if you've got a period, like generally, if you've got a vagina, generally you're a girl. Mm-hmm. But recently, obviously, some people have been coming out and saying that's not always the case. And I'm open to that. I am mm. open to that. But I'm just going off of generally what of I've experienced. But n- n- yeah, absolutely. you said that's your truth. That's your experience. Yeah, that's yeah. all you can share. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, we're going. This is probably going back a little, a fair bit. But yeah, true. back to the period stuff, right? Yeah, we both. Are, both got two sisters each, and we're Amazing. the only boys in our family. Yeah. Mm. So I got two sisters. D has two sisters, but period talk was never a thing in my house. Interesting. And I don't know if it was in your house, but looking back at growing up, like there was never the only real time I've ever heard the word period since I've had girlfriends. Interesting. Which I don't know why that I'm bringing this up. Me, yeah. But like I remember, it might have briefly got brought up. Mm-hmm. It might have briefly the word might have got mentioned here or there, mm. but now that I think of it, like it's only now that I've become an adult. Maybe it's because now I'm listening in for it, or it's there and Possibly, I know what it means. Yeah. But was it's, that like was that the same for you? Yeah, I, 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 we didn't talk about it. I know. I think my sisters. I, I can't speak on behalf of them, but my understanding is that my mum was very good with that to them. Yeah, from, from what they've said growing up, but in terms of nobody educated me. I didn't. I I, I can remember that. She won't mind me saying it, but I remember when one of them had their first period. I remember the yeah. night, and I just remember mum just taking me aside and just whispering, "Look, she's having her first period." That's oh, all she, nice. and that's all she said. T- but, but <laughs> she didn't I actually did, explain what that was. No, I didn't know what <laughs> I knew. I knew what it was because I did sex it, but I didn't. I didn't okay. know. I yeah. couldn't give you a proper breakdown of what was going on. Sure. I, but she just kind of more or less said, "Look, she's." going to be a little bit I don't know why we don't celebrate it guys I don't know why we it's not like a party it's like a a coming of age it's like yes you're a woman now you've got your first period like like how cool would that that reality be because it is scary like bleeding from your vagina that's really scary that is like especially for young it's scary still for me as a 25 year old Mm. but for like a 12 an 8 year old okay speaking of the youngest type of girls get periods how freaking scary would that be? Yeah, that's frightening. But imagine then going, you got your period, let's party. Yeah, yeah. And then you, there's a cake, you know, we're all drinking like red cordial, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah, love we could, that. We could make a pink cordial and it's on That'd red. Very good. Well, yeah. have you Gen got the pink cordial. There you go. That's Coming enough. to store soon. That's yeah. it. Woolworths. Connie's, yeah. Um, well, do you then have some advice maybe for future dads then? So we're spinning a bit. So if you're – what you'd maybe expect out of your future boyfriend, husband, father of your kids if you had a a young girl and she had a – should guys then, do you think, be educated more around it to be able – so when that moment comes to actually understand – What's going? Because my dad won't mind me saying this, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't have had any idea either. <laughs> Same with my dad yeah, too. So, yeah. so what? My dad was really good, bless him. Yeah. Oh, he that's was good. R.I.P. Yeah, he was actually. Yeah, he was good because I would really get bad cramps when I used to get my first period. Yeah. But also, I'm a bit of a drama queen, <laughs> and when I got my first period, I like threw open the toilet door and yelled, "I got my first period!" Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excited because my mum had educated me about these That's things. Great. Like I knew it was coming, and yeah, I sort of was anticipating it, almost a bit eager because it was the way it had been taught to me. Is like, great, this is your first sign of you becoming a woman, and that was cool because being a woman is is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a, is there a moment in time where you know you become a man? Like, uh, your like, balls drop, your voice. Yeah, is it, uh, you go through that awkward. I, I reckon it's I reckon it's pubic hair. Hairs. Yeah, I hated that. I hated that. We all. It took me ages. Like, oh, really? I was I was so embarrassed as well. Aww. I remember I remember being in like 
the um like you get changed for PE at yeah. high school. We probably talked about this on our very early episodes, but I remember being like the only guy in like the change rooms that didn't have armpit hair. Oh, and I remember really? like, yep, legit. This is this is the school before our school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember being so. I'm like, what the fuck? What does that mean? Like, I remember when I got my first one, I was wrapped. Like, I remember looking <laughs> under the armpit all the time. Going, Amazing, you know. Gosh, <laughs> that's but classic. As we kind of come to the close, we've got a. Do, wanna, do we want to yeah, go yeah. to a couple of questions from oh, got, did from you the get queens? Some? We got a few. We got a couple. Oh, good. Um, and we'll share those now. So mm-hmm. the queens out there that have sent mm-hmm. in some questions, we thank you very much. Can we do a, an Instagram story too whilst we're live? We, of course we can. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Yeah. Hi, queens. I'm live with Doss and Dee and we're chatting all things periods and sex. And what else have we been talking about? Uh, content creation. Uh, so much. Uh, a yeah. lot of juicy stuff. <laughs> a lot of juicy stuff. Behind <laughs> the, the scenes. The episode will be out very soon, I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. Two, so weeks. two weeks. Keep two your weeks. eyes peeled. Two I will weeks. share it when it's on my story. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Let's get these questions. All right. We got a, a shit ton more. So, oh, wow. That's great. Oh, gee, Fantastic. One, one person's really? written a lot of questions. All right. We'll, so we'll, we'll get that's through good. these and we'll give them shout outs. Okay. So, <laughs> so the first one, X.Oki. I think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Would you dye your hair any other color besides pink? Ooh. Or, but there's a bit more. Also, love you, queen. Oh, we got a lot of you. I love yous as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So would I dye my hair? Do you know what? Okay, this might be a You've little... You've got a few colours in there. I've got... There's a bit of orange, a bit of yellow. Yeah, it's, nice. it's a bit all over the place at the moment. I think I might go dye it tonight, though, to be honest. Really? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Pink or... Pink. Always yeah. pink. But, <laughs> but, 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 but... I did think, and this might be a little reveal into a future Ooh. secret plan, oh. just to, like, mess with people. Just, like, try and... The only thing is I'd be scared I'd lose my username, but, like, change my username to, like, Jenna with the blue. Oh. And, like, ju- just for, like, a stunt... And like just dye my hair blue and like become all gothic or something like that for just like a whole week. Would, would you get noticed, do you think, in the street? Like would you get noticed to the same degree Ooh, if you were good jet, if actually, you went like jet that could black. be a funny video. Yeah. That could be a funny Go video. Go emo and see if anyone Maybe. Can. There's a video idea. This I is, like that. This is from Lolo dot underscore dot smiles. How do I open a pad quietly in a school bathroom stall? Oh bless. Okay, so what I used to do is it's a little bit tricky because you have to like bring your bag or your pencil case with you and try and like either open it like in the pencil case because then it's a little bit quieter or try and like have a few that you've already got like pre-opened so that it's not too loud or if you can I use Moddy Body Period underwear and they're just so much comfier. So if you can afford them, I know they're a little bit pricey. I do have a discount code as well. I can't remember. Can what you it explain right the underwear a bit but more? What they are? What yeah, they do? so it's like a, it's just like a modern day pad. It's just like an underwear, but it's built in. The pad is like built into the underwear, and you just wash it, um, and you can wear it all day, and it doesn't feel wet. Like the actual f- interesting fabric technology right. like absorbs it in a way that there's like no moistness. And honestly, I could not go back to using pads now. I could not go back. So I know they're not accessible for everyone because they are a little bit pricey. But um, yes, so was it Lola? Lola? Yes. Try the pencil case trick. Try either having like some pads that are pre sort of opened or if you can, grab yourself some Moddy Bodies. That's a great answer. They're really good. We've got Emma Designs Co. She's -hmm. written a few questions. A lot of them we've already already ticked off. So, But here's a good one. It's a bit off topic. What's your best advice for getting through year 12? Oh, that's a good one. I did actually a video recently asking people about how they're feeling about going back to school. That was um, a collaboration with Kids Helpline. Yeah, nice. Because um, I know it can, oh, it can be so stressful. Like school is, is honestly unnecessarily stressful, I think, for these kids. Mm, these agree. kids go through enough. 
Like they do not need this much stress. And I don't always feel like they – anyway, I'm going off on a different tangent. now. <laughs> Getting through year 12, just got to get through it because once you're into the flow of things, once you're into the rhythm of things, it will feel a lot easier but you have to find that rhythm because in the beginning it can feel like a lot. Like it can feel – because the workload is much more, the pressure is much more. But just find a really good rhythm for yourself. Get into a routine with it as well so you know like I come home, I have a snack, I do an hour's worth of work – you know, then I scroll on Instagram for 10 minutes and I do another hour's worth of work, mm. like schedule yourself, like hold yourself accountable. And honestly, once you d- you've been doing that for like a week, it will feel so much easier. You'll be in the flow of it. Big fan of the scheduling. Really yeah. big fan. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't be who I was with yeah. the scheduling. And schools don't teach this shit. No, that's – schools don't teach – we whinge a lot about things that schools don't teach. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on the education system No, don't, don't, go, don't get into but war with okay. them. <laughs> so this is from the, the same account, Emma Design Co. And this is a good one. And we asked you this earlier off air, but this is a good chance for you okay. to uh, ho- hopefully mm-hmm. give us a, a real answer. Would you ever start a podcast, Jenna? Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I was going to do something like that, I would really want to do it right. Like all the equipment I'm looking around that you guys have got, it's so beautiful and looks expensive. And if I was going to do it. Thanks, thanks to Road. Thanks, thanks to Road. We didn't, pay, Road? we didn't yeah. pay a cent. Yeah. <laughs> Road? Yeah, Road. Yeah, so Road. Oh my God, Road. Reach, reach you out rock? to Road. Oh my God, maybe I will. Yeah. Because do you know what? Yeah, I would absolutely love to. I think what holds me back a lot of the time is my own mind. Mm. Um, I get really overwhelmed. Like I just yeah. – like thinking about everything I've got to do and like, yeah, I just get overwhelmed. But yes, yes, I would love to. And I'd love to make it like a period or sex ed themed podcast. That'd be great. awesome. Yeah, there's because I feel there. like there's, it's needed. And I feel like even though my, I, I like to make content about lots of things, I don't want to just make my videos about periods, but I feel like I could, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like I could just make a whole channel about periods because there's so much to cover. So well, if you, we, Maybe well, this if you, is the sign. Maybe if you ever need a hand sign. with that, we'll, we're more <laughs> yeah, than happy to help yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Well, but, okay, Emma? Yes is the answer. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> All right, we might make this one the last one. Okay. What was your mindset when you were broke and how did you get out of financial trouble? Oh, I'm still kind of broke, to be honest. <laughs> if I showed you my bank account, you'd cry. Yeah, um, I busk. Like, I go busking and my... Because you do have a musical background, don't you? Do I? I know, not really. I, I thought I saw like, you well, doing yeah, a bit of singing and playing. Yeah, yeah, I, d- yeah, I ha- like I have, I guess. I think because my boyfriend is like a full-time musician, I sort of uh, like, I'm sort of like, no, I'm just a hobbyist, you know. You've got that itch but, there um, all the time. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I do I do go busking and I'm going to go busking after this because oh. I'm broke right now. <laughs> um, but do you know what? Sometimes I earn like... $70 an hour busking. Like it can be really, really yeah, it can be really good. That, that bloke outside Coles yesterday, we were enjoying I wonder if he was He was it. good. He was good, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. just down in Glenelg here. Yeah. yeah. We were loving it. Well, maybe we you go hit the streets. We, we yeah, should have brought should. the guitar. Hey. We, we've got a, we can play. We can play a little hey. bit. Yeah. I can't sing. He can sing. So that's probably my hack is like, I think when you're like trying to pursue your dreams, yeah, the financial part of things is, it's really hard, especially when you don't have a sort of regular casual job sure. to top you up it would be really hard if i didn't have busking right now i used to and i recently actually quit doing this i used to dress up as elsa and do face painting at kids parties oh. as well and you would and be sing. so good at that oh yeah. i really was i really i was. can really <laughs> see that yeah you're remi- actually that's weird you, that, you, you would be a great like you you would be i'll I can, show you no I'll i can see you hilarious. i can see you being great in like high five you yeah, would be like, yeah oh, I yeah, definitely yeah. always felt that. Yeah. But do you know what? I just Nathan Foley, come on the show. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> do, you, do you need a new wiggle, maybe? Ooh, <laughs> we've had a wiggle on the show. Have you? Yeah. Who did you have? We had Greg, the original yellow wiggle. 
Yeah, the OJ Yellow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. This is me as Elsa. Oh, oh wow. wow. So uh, the video we're watching, um, <laughs> Jenna's playing multiple different Frozen characters. Is that correct? Uh, or I'm di- just kids at kids' parties. Kids at kids' parties and, and you're playing Elsa. This is great. You're, so your TikTok handle, Jenna with the pink. Yeah. And is that, that's the same with Instagram. Is it the same on YouTube yeah. too? Yep. So make sure everyone everyone make sure you go on. Well, everyone listening probably already does follow, follow me. you. I'm so desperate. You know? <laughs> but... Well, we just want to say thank you. This yeah. has well, been so I've had a lot of fun. so eye-opening. Like, love your honesty, mm. your rawness, and I can just see you. I mean, you're already doing amazing things, thank but you. <laughs> it's going to explode even bigger. Like, you That's can just what I'm hopeful for, man. I just don't want to be broke anymore. <sighs> Honestly, I'd be happy if everything else stayed the same. Like, I love to do, just doing my videos, go around town, chatting to people. But I just like I just like to, to just take the pressure off of me financially. That's of probably the only thing that gets me down in my life at the moment. I don't need to be like the most famous person in the world. Just mm. a bit of financial security. You've, got, you've already got Adelaide covered. Yeah, yeah I you're do. the most famous do person, in Adelaide. That's what we might, we might yeah. call this podcast. Out. <laughs> 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 we interviewed the most famous person ever coming out of Adelaide. Thank no, you but guys. Um, thank no, you. thank you so much. I've yeah, we've. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. I know I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So, thank um, you. We'll reconnect, and yeah, next time you. Next time you're in Melbourne, you come into a, we've got a bit yes. better of a setup yes. at home. When do you come yes. to Melbourne much? Yes. Okay. A little yeah. bit, yeah. All right. Knowing you, knowing now you. I've got another reason to come. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll film some content. Yeah. That would it. actually be sick. Yeah. yeah that'd be awesome. awesome. Thank Thanks, right. Jenna. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Subscribe. Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode.